Good morning, everyone. Again, welcome to uh, Church in the Valley. Uh, we're glad that you're here to, to worship with us. Uh, like Randy mentioned, we're going to continue the uh, message series, uh, What I Live For, and get to hear from uh, two men who are going to play a key role in the campus multiplication here at the Diamond Bar campus. Uh, if this is your first or second time, or if you're new to Church in the Valley, this is going to feel a little bit more like a family meeting, uh, which we set up kind of the kitchen area back here with the chairs and the mugs. Uh, really, we want to use this time to highlight what God is doing uh, in our church and to give you a chance to see uh, really and hear from uh, people that are going to be a big part of some of the opportunities that we have coming up uh, in church life. Uh, what I want to do on the front side is really recap what Randy spoke about last week um, and what we're going to be up to in the next uh, few months. Uh, highlight a few of those. The first thing is, what is the opportunity before us? And w- that is the campus multiplication to start a campus in the city of Alhambra. And we have uh, really an opportunity here. And what this means is um, we are going to be campus here in Diamond Bar and a campus in Alhambra. Uh, but as that opportunity is here, we have the same uh, mission and values, and that, that will not change. Another key thing Randy mentioned last week. Maybe the way that we're configured on a Sunday is going to be different, and we're going to be adapting that. But why we do what we do uh, is going to remain the same. And Randy spoke about really six emphases that Church in the Valley has been focused on and kind of within the boundaries of for the last 25 years. And I wanted just to highlight, too, as it relates to this campus multiplication. Uh, one of the major emphases of Church in the Valley is to introduce adults to Christ and to help them become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Uh, we're doing this multiplication to really utilize that opportunity, the fact that this can help us grow, this can help us reach uh, people that don't net, uh, know Jesus. Uh, the, another emphasis I wanted to highlight was really that we, we are interested in uh, the world mission of, of the whole church, not just our own personal growth here at Church in the Valley. Uh, it seems like God is up to something, and as we have prayed over the last few years, this seems like the course of action that's going to help us really align uh, ourselves with what God is doing among us and just w- how we're wired geographically. And this opportunity is before us, and we want to align with really God's purposes for us uh, as a church. Another major thing uh, we talked about last week was that as we enter this season of life, we are hitting the go button, uh, not the easy button. Uh, the go button means now is the time to act and to plan and to strategize and to do all that we can do to utilize uh, this opportunity before us. Uh, also, uh, we introduced you to Ben Montgomery, the campus pastor in Diamond Bar, and Jeep Underwood, the ministry team director. And we got to hear from them last week and really get a, a sense of what God is doing uh, in their lives. And this morning we'll hear as well from Tim McClurry and Matt Sprankle. So that's a little bit uh, of the recap. And wanted to also take the time to answer some of the questions that uh, uh, some of you had. Uh, as change happens, there's always questions and there's always unknown. And for the things that we have the answers for, uh, we want to share that with you. For the things that we don't, we're going to work on getting those answers. <laughs> and so I'll just highlight a few of those. Uh, one of the questions was, when are the preview services? That's a great question. Uh, we've talked about the first one, which is October 7th, but we're going to be having them monthly. Uh, after that, on November 11th, uh, December 9th, January 13th, and February 10th. And that is all to push us towards the grand opening, which is February 17th, 2013. 
Uh, preview services are really a chance for people to check out Church in the Valley uh, in Alhambra to find out what that church is about. And also it gives the chance for the campus to get a feel for the new space and to really prep to make a great grand opening. Uh, there's a lots of factors and unknowns that go on, but these preview services are designed to allow us to get ready uh, for the grand opening. So if you could be praying for these preview services, like Randy mentioned, we're about 60 days away and excited to see uh, what God does. Uh, another question is, uh, does Diamond Bar Campus only go to one service on the preview services day, those dates I just gave, or, or every week? And beginning October 7th, the Diamond Bar Campus will be going to one service every week thereafter, not just on the preview services, but every week beginning October 7th. So if you come to the first or second service, whichever one you choose, you may be getting breakfast or lunch uh, on those days beginning October 7th. Uh, another question is, when do small groups begin? Uh, one of the key ways that we want to help people grow within Church in the Valley is getting them plugged into a group uh, where they can get to know people better and talk about what God's doing uh, in their life. And small groups are still a part of how we're going to operate as a church. We're looking to uh, launch some in the Diamond Bar campus and the Alhambra campus beginning uh, around October. Uh, right now we're trying to find what kinds of groups makes the most sense uh, based on what we're trying to do as a church and also based on the people that we have here. And so uh, those you'll be uh, seeing unfold and you'll have an opportunity to sign up for those as those are available. And then uh, another question that many people are asking is, is how, how can I help? And we appreciate really the willingness uh, of so many so far. And on the back of the connection card, you'll have an opportunity to take a next step today. And that is to mark that you want to serve to help us with this uh, goal that we have and help us with this opportunity. And so we will be in contact with you if you check that box. Uh, that means you want to help and we will find something for you to do based on what makes sense for you and your schedule and the needs of both campuses. So those are just a few of the questions and some answers. Uh, you'll have an opportunity as I wrap up the message to write down any other questions that you have. And we really encourage you. That really helps us. Um, so please jot those down. And when the offering comes by, uh, you can drop your filled out connection card in there. Uh, we keep mentioning this as an opportunity. And that is really what this campus multiplication represents. And we actually have a key value here at Church in the Valley, which is to buy up the opportunities in front of us. And opportunities uh, give different reactions to different people. A lot of times it means that, that there may be change involved. And when change happens, we all react differently to change. But opportunity is one of those things that's very important to make the most out of as, as we see it in front of us. Uh, in ancient Greece, there's actually a statue of opportunity. And the statue is a full-headed uh, man that has just long hair in the front. I guess he's not full-headed. He's front-headed with a bunch of hair. Front-headed. I just made that up. But on the backside uh, of his hair, of his head, is, is, is a bald spot. And this picture of opportunity is this bunch of hair on the front side and completely bald in the back. And in ancient Greek, Greece, the, the picture was if the opportunity is in front of you, you can grab the hair and it's in front of you. But if you wait for the opportunity once it's passed and you try to grab it, you're just grabbing the wind. There's nothing there. And that really is the picture of what's in front of us. There's this opportunity that we have to maximize uh, just the way that we're wired, what God's done with, in church in the valley. There's this opportunity that we have to make the most out of it as we see it unfolding 
before us. In the scriptures, uh, we also find instruction on what it means to make the most out of opportunities. Uh, in Colossians 4, 5, the early church is trying to figure out with all the changes that are happening, how do they do this as well? And uh, some helpful advice is given. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. This word outsiders here really means people that aren't a part of the church. And so be wise. Think about how you can help the people that aren't a part of the church become a part of the church. And this is our centerpiece as well at Church and Valley. This is why we exist, to help people who aren't a part of the church to become a part of us. And that's really what God is up to uh, in the world as well. And that idea of making the most um, of the opportunity is this picture of you work urgently to make the most out of what is before you. So on the front end, as opportunities in front, it's going to be a lot of work. Uh, A few weeks ago, uh, Jeep Underwood shared kind of what God was doing in his life. And he shared this quote by Thomas Edison, which has just stuck with me. And it says, opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. That's pretty accurate. When you have opportunity, it really means something that hasn't been done can be done. But in order for that to happen, it's going to cost the person who wants to make the most out of it. It's going to mean work. It's going to mean time and energy and money. And that's really where we are right now as we are faced with this opportunity before us. And it's time to put the overalls on and get to work. When I think that, it's like, this is great. I'm a range of emotions, oftentimes extreme. Like, this is awesome. This is the coolest thing ever to like, Oh, how is this going to work? This is going to be so different. It's going to feel like nothing I've ever experienced here. And so there's just this range of emotions. But the idea is you, you, you plan, you strategize, and you work together to make the most out of what's in front of you. And I know for myself, God has used change and different opportunities uh, to really train me and grow me of the past few years. And I want to just kind of walk you through kind of like a snapshot of my life, let's say the last six years. And for me personally, I keep coming back to the fact that it seems like every time I think that I'm on this track and this is how it's going to look, it changes. And then I'm forced to, okay, do I try to control this and figure out how to get it back to the path I think, or do I, I wait and see what God is doing? Uh, a few years ago, I was an elementary school teacher and kind of over a three-year process of getting, going back to school, getting my credential, and then clearing my credential, um, my, I was teaching for two years, and my, the last day of my second year, I cleared my credential, which is like, you've done all this coursework to get to the point where you are now a tenured teacher. And six months before that, Randy approached me with an opportunity to come on staff at Church in the Valley, and being in full-time ministry and being a part of Church in the Valley was really a, a goal of mine, and I wanted to do that, and this opportunity came a lot quicker than I thought. And after teaching for two years, uh, I retired. And uh, my last day of teaching, where I cleared my credential, uh, I walked away. <laughs> that was great. And now let's start a new career. Uh, that was the, the summer of 2006. Uh, also, at that time, we, my wife and I started a family. We had our, our first uh, daughter. And in 2006, I was seeing just this idea of, wow. Six months ago, I had no idea this is where my life would be headed, and it was completely different. And then 
Uh, the next year, summer of 2007, uh, we uh, helped plant Orange Crest Community Church and launched that church out in the Orange Crest area of Riverside. And I was kind of new on staff within my first year and seeing what it meant to help plant a church and just overwhelmed by the change and all the adjustments that had to be made. And I thought, wow, this, this is nothing like that little classroom with those fourth graders that I had. This is so different. But seeing kind of what, what God was up to. And as, as we saw that this is about the mission, not just convenience, really God, God came through and God, God worked. And then I was just kind of thinking about other circumstances that I've experienced. October 2010, I began leading worship at Church in the Valley. You remember that? And, uh, you know, when Randy asked me in 2006 to come on staff, that was not one of the things I thought was going to happen. Uh, but you know what I realized is a lot of times you have a picture, but because of what's needed for the mission or because of just what God wants to do in your life, you just do things that you never thought you'd do. And that was a great uh, opportunity for me to learn and to grow and to do something that I never thought I'd do, but really to see God come through. And um, I retired after that after two years. So I have a kind of track record, two year, I retire. Um, and I'm very happy to have done that for two years and to be retired. Um, but God, God worked through that in my life. And then now we're at the summer of 2012 and kind of at this new, this new crossroads. And I keep seeing again and again every just few years, this is what God is doing uh, in my life personally. And when faced with this, I keep experiencing the same idea. As change happens, uh, who am I going to rely on? Uh, for strength and for help. And for me, a, a key thing that God's done in my life is, is kind of painted this picture of as you follow me and as change happens and as you have an opportunity to accomplish what God's given you, you have two choices, and that's to act out of fear or to act out of faith. And I know for myself, choosing faith over fear has been the key to, to not wasting the opportunities before me. And fear in my own life has had kind of two shades. Uh, the first shade is I want to melt under the pressure. I don't know how it's going to work or how it's going to affect me, and it just feels like the cost is too great. And so I just want to melt under it. The second shade that I've also done is maybe I don't melt, but I just want to control how the change needs to look for my own life. I have a specific idea or an agenda of how it needs to unfold to fit in with everything else I planned out. What I realize is when opportunities come and as you're grabbing at it and trying to make the most out of it, you can't picture exactly the outcome and how it's going to turn out. You have to be committed to buying it up and seeing what God does through it. Uh, I wanted to share just a key verse that has kind of helped me as I've dealt with this, this idea of fear and faith. And uh, 2 Timothy 4, 5, As for you, always be sober-minded Endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Uh, the Amplified says, as for you, be calm and cool and steady, accept and suffer unflinchingly every hardship. Do the work of an evangelist, fully perform all the duties of your ministry. That, that like urge and that command to be calm, cool and steady or be sober minded is this idea of don't be extreme in your thinking. Don't think that it's going to be exactly how you think and it's going to be the best thing ever and don't think it's going to not go at all how it should go and it's going to be the worst ever. There's this idea that in the midst of change, God's at work. And for me personally, I need to see what he's doing 
surrender to him and get on board with, hey, God, I'm, I want to do what you want me to do. That's the sober-minded. Instead of going to the extremes of either the you're all in, just going to control it, or you're going to melt under the pressure, you realize that God, God's working. And that's really helped me uh, stay on track. I wanted to invite uh, Matt Sprankle and Tim McClurry up right now to, to share uh, with you all. There, th- These guys are really key men uh, that have really bought up the opportunities before them, uh, just like Jeep Underwood and Ben Montgomery had, and, as they shared last week. And they're going to share a little bit about what makes them tick and what their heart is all about uh, related to what God's done in their life and also as they're faced with uh, this campus multiplication. So I'm going to sit here in the kitchen and uh, ask them a few, a few questions. Uh, why don't you guys uh, share with, with everyone uh, what you do for your job and how long you've been at Church in the Valley. Um, I work at uh, Chafee College. Um, it's up in Rancho Cucamonga, and I work doing technical support, classroom technology, that kind of stuff. Um, and I've been here at Church in the Valley, I think, for about 13 years. Okay. My name is Matt. <coughs> Excuse me. My name is Matt, and uh, I've been a member here for about 10 years. I'm an entrepreneur, founder of uh, PrayBuzz.com. It's a prayer app, uh, an easy, fun, and modern way to pray together from anywhere in the world. Check it out. That's the tagline. That's the tagline. And I also teach. Uh, I teach high school history and some other social science subjects at uh, Claremont High School right over the hill. Okay. Um, why don't you guys share with people kind of what your heart's all about? Um, what do you get kind of fired up as you see God working uh, in your life and among those that you're relating to? And even share just related to this campus multiplication, kind of what, what's going on in your head and in your, in your hearts? Um, I'll go. I, um, I think that the two things that really are motivating me um, as I look at this campus motivation and think about, you know, uh, what is it that, that gets me fired up is, one, um, I have a, a, a deep uh, feeling of gratitude toward Christ for what he's done in my life. And, and the second is I really do want to make the most of my life. I want to um, do something significant that's, that's lasting and meaningful and have the, the peace and self-respect that I, that I believe comes from that. So in terms of gratitude, I, I uh, spent the, the first part of my life um, up until not too long ago chasing after and really working for the things that um, the world would say makes you happy, just status and power and having lots of things. And um, I was an athlete. Uh, collegiate athlete, and so winning was a big deal, and um, you know, family and friends were important. But uh, and I and I had a good life, and I I love I love my family and friends, but I had a lot of enemies, and I, I I had a lot of turmoil. There's a great deal of anxiety in my life. I got into some major addictions, and eventually, my my choices led to me losing everything. I, all the things that I had been working for were, were were lost, and it was at that point that I I actually. Um, cried out to Christ to, to help me, and it was, it was at that point that, that Jesus really remade my heart and began to remake me from the inside out and, and give me a different life. And, and so when I think about that um, and just what he's done in the last 10 years, how he's, he's um, given me peace and uh, uh, joy in life, he's taken from me and helped me to overcome the, the addictions that really kept me uh, bound up, relationships that I had 
that I destroyed. He taught me how to make them right, and those relationships have been restored. Um, when I needed money or a job or some way to provide for myself and my family, he's always provided. Uh, he's put me in a place with, with all of you, with, with him and Alex, guys who are like-hearted, who have encouraged me and challenged me and, and helped me walk with him and given me a wife that I adore, uh, two boys. I mean, the life that I have is, is so much more than the life that I did, and I'm very grateful. And I really believe that, that, um, that Jesus is the way to the truth about life and is the way that a man can really find satisfaction, become the better husband, the better father. And, and so I wanted people to know that. Um, and then I, I, I want to do something significant. I, I've learned that significance is really taking my resources and my family and the things that I have uh, control over and using those to build his kingdom because people are all that last. And uh, God has made us to, to, to live with him now and for eternity in, in a relationship and to, to work with him. And, and uh, we're doing that now, and, and I want to continue that, and I want to see his kingdom grow. And I think Jesus is, is, is manly. I, I, I respect and admire him. I want to be like him. There's no greater leader. He's the greatest doctor. He is the smartest man. He can teach me how to be a better father. He is it. And, and I, I feel very strongly I have a conviction about that because of what I've seen him do in my life. And I want other people to know that. And so multiplying campuses allows us to open up space and reach out to people in Monterey Park and, and people all over this area and serve them and love them. And as uh, we get around them and as we, we love them the way Christ loves us, they begin to get a clearer picture of who he is. And he is irresistible if you can get a clear picture of who he is. And that is something that really matters to me and to my wife and to Tim. So that's, that's what this multiplication means. Wow. <laughs> that, that's a great summary. Um, I think that Jeep last week said it best for me what I, I agree with what Jeep said and he said that um, God has given him something great and he wants to share that with other people he wants other people to know what it is that he has and what God has given him and uh, along with what Matt was saying it it's that idea of, of God's made um, made us different he's given us an amazing gift and it's a great opportunity for, for us to, to just um, enjoy that life that God has given us and follow what God has given us. Um, part of what I live for is, is really trying to bring others along and connect others to God so that they can experience that as well. Um, I really, I think it's just a wonderful thing when, you, when somebody commits their life to Christ and they, and they start following God and you can see the changes that happen in their life and the changes that end up truly benefiting them and making their lives better. And, and that's just a great thing to see. Um, another thing that, that my heart really races for is finding a, a, a good fit for people. Um, I just love being able to help people figure out where they can fit and serve in ministry. Um, there's so many different ways that people can serve in ministry. There's so many different teams or groups or different things that people can be a part of. And it's just a wonderful thing when you find when you see somebody that plugs into a team or into um, a group or in any different way that they can serve, when they plug in and when they start to flourish and use their gifting, it, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And, and that kind of stuff really gets me excited and gets me going in the morning, you know, being able to see people plug in and, and do their part. So...
why don't you share with, with everyone uh, how God has used kind of key people uh, in your life um, and maybe some circumstances. Because uh, it seems like God uses people and circumstances to, to grow us and to help really prepare us to do what he wants us to do. And so why don't you guys just kind of let people in on maybe some of that in, in your own life. Um, I'll go ahead and start on that one. Um, I think there, there's so many people uh, in my life that have invested in me, and, and just too many people to mention, but some of the few people that I would mention would be uh, my parents. My mom's been always a, a sounding board, somebody I could just throw an idea at, and then she would reflect it back to me, and I would realize that was kind of a dumb idea. And, <laughs> you know, and then she's just kind of helped me. Yeah, yeah thanks, Mom. Um, but she would always help me really see... Um, kind of give me clarity on, as I said something, it was like, oh, now I'm hearing what I'm actually saying. And she, she would just sit and listen and was very gracious. My dad was an example of integrity and loyalty, um, just really set that for me, um, and I'm just grateful for that. Um, my youth pastor in high school uh, helped me walk through the steps to commit my life to Christ, and that, um, that commitment has just made all the difference in the world in my life. Um, here at CIV, um, uh, I had a college pastor or college uh, instructor, who's now my father-in-law, who really helped me have perspective um, on a lot of different key issues uh, and decisions that I had, had have made over the years. And then um, Greg Fuller is another uh, member here at Church in the Valley. He's helped me set vision for my life and, and leadership, understand leadership. And Randy's been a... a person that has shown, has shown me what it looks like to be gracious and, 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 and has been a huge encouragement. Um, but more than all of those people that I've mentioned, I think the, the, the two key things are, are peers that I've had. Um, just being able to walk through life with other guys that are similar age. I went to a, a men's retreat uh, through Church in the Valley probably uh, five, five, six, seven years, something like that ago. And Harold was speaking, he was talking about the importance of running with a pack of guys. Um, it's that idea of being able to really share and be open and honest with these guys, uh, what's going on in your life, and then allowing them to, to speak into your life and, and, and help you um, change and, and, and be more like God, be more like Christ, and, and try and change our lives so that we can do what God wants us to do. And, um, and at that point I realized I was kind of, at, I was part of a pack, but I was kind of the back of the pack. I was kind of following along. I really wasn't in the middle of the pack. And because of that, that uh, retreat, it was an opportunity for me to be a part of that pack. And, and I chose to, to jump into that, be in the middle of the pack, and, and really be involved with the, the guys that are, um, that I was running with, and uh, that has made just a tremendous difference in my life. Um, and then lastly, my wife has been um, just a huge encouragement, just being able to free me up uh, to do ministry, and then also um, just always there for when I need to, you know, bounce an idea off of her, or um, or just when I when I need help, she's always there to say, okay, what can I help with? How can I help you? Or or how can I free you up so that you can do the ministry that you need to do and be successful at it? Um, and that just has been a, a, a tremendous thing. And then as far as challenges in my life, um, 
my wife and I were considering when Church in the Valley launched uh, Orange Crest Church, uh, we were considering as being part of the, or applying to be part of the, the church plant team. And um, I was all excited. I was kind of prideful in the fact that, hey, I've got some good technical abilities or, you know, I could lead a group or, you know, I could be a part of this and we could really get, get out there and, and be a part of it. And, hey, it'd be a great start in a new community with newer houses. And, you know, so I was getting a little selfish and, and prideful. And then I started having conversations with people at, at church and getting counsel on whether we should even apply. And through that process, started to realize my pride, started to realize my selfishness and, um, and just um, realized that that wasn't quite what I was gifted for and that we really needed to stay. God really made it clear and ha- since then has completely confirmed that that was the right decision for us. But it was the, the process of going through that with people and getting counsel and talking to them that that challenge actually brought out a lot of um, selfishness and pride that I was experiencing. So now, now that I know where my gifting is, I can actually serve better. So. Um, for, as far as people who have, have God has used to impact me, um, my wife, Joy, um, we've been married now for the uh, better part of a decade. Notice the lack of specificity there. <laughs> seven, <laughs> eight. Um, Ever since I met my wife, um, I really have wanted to be uh, a better guy, and um, in the best possible way you can mean that. And um, I just she she brings she's a wonderful woman. She's she's uh, she loves the Lord, and and she we're we're good we're good match together. And um, she is beyond supportive. And like Tim was saying, um, you know, she wives can really really support their husbands in a way that nobody else can. And I, I just am very grateful for that. And also because I, because we spend so much time together, she's the person that God has used the most to kind of shape me, particularly my rough edges. And um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, <clears throat> another person would be uh, Nathan, Nathan Lewis, Dr. Nathan Lewis, that Tim mentioned, uh, his father-in-law. Um, going back to when I was in college, uh, I, I can't think of a major decision that I've made in the last 10 years that Nathan hasn't, hasn't been involved in, giving, giving advice. And, and he has really um, invested in me and loved me and, and joy. He and Tina and um, mentored and coached and counseled and talked and included us. And it's, it's been a very relational thing. And he's shown me how you, how you pour into people and how you really do. Um, and and he's, he's very generous, and so I, I, I've always, God has always used him as an example of what it means to be open-handed and generous with people. Um, and then Randy, you know, Randy, our pastor, um, he, he is the model for me for walking uh, by faith and not by sight. And when, when Alex mentioned that verse about cool, calm, um, I was thinking in between first and second service that something else about Randy is he's very patient. He, he, he waits on God. And um, and I just admire that. I wanna I want to I want to have that as well. And I think about how after you know twenty twenty five years working at something, most people are, are preparing for retirement. Um, maybe not today's economy, but you know it's not an unreasonable expectation. But here he is leading us to do something exciting, challenging, um, and uh, it's because he believes it's what's right before the Lord. And I'm so grateful to have a guy like that in my life. And, 
to show me what it means to walk with God through the decades. And a challenge um, that God has used that's been constant in my life is over the last several years, um, my wife and I are, have a couple kids, young family. She stays home. And there's been several years in a row where we haven't had enough money to pay all the bills, uh, at least on paper. We're like, we have 10 months out of 12 months of living expense. And it's like, what is, what's going to happen? Who's God going to provide? And in the very beginning, I was just, it's all I thought about, always anxious. And as long as the savings account was good, I was good. But if we had to start dipping into savings and that account got smaller, the anxiety rose. And it just paralyzed me and sapped a lot of my energy. And year after year, God has provided what we needed, opened up more work for myself um, as we've done our part. And uh, he's kind of, each year, it became less and less of an anxiety. And he used that to show me that I can really trust him with the thing that scares me the most, which is I'm not going to be able to take care of my family because God is actually going to take care of me according to his glorious riches in Christ. And he has used this job I have and, and the financial circumstances that I have over the last seven years to, to show me that so that now I know it, and I'm very grateful for that. So. Why don't you guys, as we, as we wrap up, share you know, one or two uh, scriptures in, in the Bible that God has used to, to help you stay on track, and if you could kind of explain how... How that's helped. Um, the one verse is, is that God loves me, and that's really important <laughs> because I do all sorts of stuff that makes me think that why would He want to be around me? And the verse is um, Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three: "The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord; He delights in every detail of their lives." It's not just that He likes me, or or no, that He loves me and like formally, like yes, I love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> he delights. <laughs> In the detail of my life, he, he's actually here now with me and him and you guys, and he's listening, he's, he cares, he, he's going to be with me when I leave, and I can talk to him, and he's always available to me, and that is, that's life-changing for me. I mean, if I'm, I need help, he'll help me. He does, he has, he will, because he loves me, and that's really important. Uh, the second thing is, um, I want to make sure that my life is prosperous, and I believe what the Bible says a prosperous life is. And God says that the way you have a prosperous life is that you do what Hezekiah did. Hezekiah, it says, in everything that he undertook in the service of God's temple, that would be like ministry, and in the obedience to the law and the prophets, that's everything else, he sought his God and served wholeheartedly, and so he prospered. And... Um, and that verse reminds me of what it takes to, to have a prosperous life. I seek God and, and everything as best as I can. And because he loves me, he'll help me. Those two verses are, are big rails that, that help me in life. She shared Tim. Um, I think that one of, the, one of the major areas that I really struggle in is laziness towards God. Um, you know, when the alarm clock goes off in the morning, the first thought in my mind is, I can stay in bed a little bit longer. I don't need to get up right now. Or when something needs to be done for, for ministry, um, you know, but, but the Dodger game's on TV and I'm laying on the couch, I don't really need to get up and work on that right now. Those are the things that, that go through my mind. And I, I get lazy towards the things of God. And so one of the verses that uh, really helps me is, is Psalm uh, 1, 1 through 2. It says, uh, blessed is the man who walks in the counsel, or blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. 
but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Um, and on his law, he meditates day and night. That really helps me. Remembering that verse really helps me to get up in the morning and say, okay, God, I need to get into your word. I need to get into your law and understand what it is and meditate on it. Um, and then I also need to get off the couch and do what you want me to do, um, even if there is a good game on or something on. Um, another thing that, um, that I struggle with is um, maintaining a correct perspective on life. Um, I have a tendency to get wrapped up in the things of this world. I like stuff. I don't know if any of you guys can understand that, but I really like stuff. <laughs> I like gadgets and toys and tools and, you know, all the fun stuff that guys like. Um, but when I start to get my mind wrapped around that, then I start to get off track. Um, and I even can get to the point where I justify the stuff in a way that it is helpful for me. You know, like, I need a new big screen TV so I can invite people over and have a good time watching a game together. You know, and it's camaraderie. It's building relationships. And i got to get me a new TV. The reality is I don't need a new TV. I want one, but I don't need one. So being able to get into God's Word, um, a verse that, is, that has really helped me maintain that perspective is Colossians 3, 2. It says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. It's that whole idea of if I can just remember the eternal things, remember that people and God are really the only things that are going to last. Uh, remember that God has things that he wants us to accomplish here for his kingdom then I can maintain the right perspective in, in doing things. And it's not that buying a flat screen TV is bad. It's that in my personal budget, it would be bad because <laughs> I don't have the money for it right now. But it's the idea that I need to put my resources, my time, and my money towards kingdom things. So Let's give these guys a hand. Thank you guys for sharing. Uh, Tim is going to be heading up the charge of, in the Dimar campus of kind of the setup and teardown teams, uh, sight and sound and facilities teams, and, and Matt is going to be uh, the ministry team director, basically helping and coaching uh, the different team leaders who lead all the volunteers. Uh, so appreciate you guys uh, sharing. Uh, the band's going to be coming up, and I wanted to walk uh, us through next steps, and we, we go through next steps every week, and these are really action steps that we encourage uh, everyone to take. Uh, wherever you are in your relationship to God, um, we want you to take the next step that's in front of you. And we've suggested some next steps related to what we're going through as a church with this campus multiplication. If you have another next step that you'd like to take, you can jot that down there um, as well. But just want to walk you through these. As you uh, fill out your connection card, you finish filling that out. Uh, when I'm done, um, Andy and the band is going to be playing through the song instrumentally. We want to know your next step, and get some feedback from you related to this campus multiplication. So let me, let me walk through that. Uh, the first thing is I'm, I'm making myself available to serve to make this effort go. Um, if you want to help, that is the, the box that you can check, and we'll be in contact with you to figure out um, how you can do that. So if you mark that, uh, we'll be in touch in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, the second is I, I plan to give over and above 
to help this effort. As Randy mentioned, we're looking at needing to raise $50,000. Uh, if you want to help uh, do that, uh, you can go onto the website, churchinthevalley.com, and you'll see a, a tab to give, and you can put campus multiplication on there, and that uh, the money that you give will go to the startup costs. You can also use the envelope that's in uh, your program and under other Mark Campus Multiplication. Uh, we also want to know which campus you're interested in, in attending. That will help us with, with planning and want to know what you guys are thinking. So you can just circle Alhambra or Diamond Bar. And then there's a place for service times. Uh, as we're going to one service, uh, we're going to be shifting uh, when our services are. And your feedback will help us know what makes the most sense. Specifically, if you're a guest or new to Church in the Valley, we really do value your feedback. Uh, so please let us know. And if you have questions... As we've been talking the last couple weeks, uh, please jot your questions down. On the, the last two lines there on the connection card, let us know. That will help us know uh, how to give more information and clarify. And also it may help us think of things that we may not have thought of. So if you can mark those questions down. We take those very seriously. They're very helpful. And then the last step you can take is if, if you're not a member of Church in the Valley uh, and you want to learn how to become a member or you just like to know more about how to get involved, and more about us as a church, you can attend the CIV preview. Uh, that's today at 1230. Uh, lunch is provided and child care is provided if you need it. Uh, if you have an RSVP, it's not too late. Uh, if that seems like the next step you need to take, we'd love to have you uh, in the Oak Room at 1230 for that. So those are a few of the things uh, I'm going to pray. And then when I'm done, the band will uh, play through a song and you can uh, finish filling out uh, your connection card and then we will be receiving the offering. Let's pray together. God, thank you for the fact that you are an active and living God. And with that comes opportunity and really the, the, the opportunity to grow personally and as a church. And God, we want to use the resources and the, the, the strength that you've given us to honor you and to grow uh, your kingdom. So God, we, we ask for help. As we do this, and for wisdom, as we plan, and as we go through the details. And God, I pray that, that we will be unified. In the name of Lord Jesus, that you will work among us, and really accomplish uh, your purposes. And so we, we dedicate this day to you, and this season, uh, within Church in the Valley, and we look forward to seeing what you do. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.